Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is episode 172. My name is Matt. And in this week's episode, what I'd like to do is take a, another look at some iOS apps for you all. It seems like over the last few months, uh, my workflow is is slowly changing. You have heard me talk in the past about some of the projects that I'm working on, how well, this past summer I was working on some grants for my business to be able to purchase iPads as digital music readers for my music business. And that project is still in the works and uh, we're still applying for, for more grants at this point. Every, we're about 22% funded for my project. And with that, I, there's been tons of, of research with lots of things There's there's in, in regards to iOS, um, some Mac apps that we needed, backend infrastructure um, on the Mac platform. And one of the things that I want to do, I've, I've talked a lot about open source stuff recently, and what I want to do is sort of pivot for a little bit and um, come back to uh, an app review episode for iOS. Now, the this week in the podcast, some of these apps are maybe something you've heard of before. Uh, these are apps that I have come to start using more and more frequently uh, for various projects and thought I'd just share them with you on the show. Now, if you're the first time listener, this show is all about all sorts of different types of, of technology topics uh, and interests of mine. And before I get into the app review, I want to talk a little bit about a series that I have been watching, uh, thanks to Stormwatch in the Discord room. The series that I've been watching on, on Netflix is the reboot of Lost in Space. Now, I have to say that um, being, if, if you go back a few episodes in this podcast, uh, I, I was binge watching the entire uh, four seasons so far of The Expanse. And that show, I, I was uh, very hesitant to like in the beginning, but the more that I got sort of immersed in that universe, the more that I really began to sort of really enjoy it. And so, so Lost in Space, I, I sort of followed um, that, that, um, that series I was watching and, and I had big expectations for Lost in Space. Now Lost in Space, the original series, I remember watching reruns as a kid and um, it was one of my favorite shows. I, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the robot. I enjoyed Will Robinson. And honestly, I don't remember a lot about it to, to be quite frank. And so getting into this episode in the, this series, um, I had zero expectations for the show because I really didn't know what anything was about it. Now, uh, this, this year, the second season had just come out and, um, I hadn't caught the first season. So I started with season one and, um, just finished season two this morning. And again, with this, this particular show, it took me a while to get to know the characters in the show and, and really appreciate the show for what it was. Um, after a few episodes, I started liking it a little bit more and there were some, some questions I had as far as 
and and I'm not going to give any spoilers, so but there are some questions I had as far as where the show was going at at many points the show seemed very slow moving in my opinion but as I finished the first season into the second season things started to pick up a little bit more and um, I thoroughly enjoyed really both seasons of Lost in Space so if you haven't seen that show um, we've been sort of talking about it a little bit off and on in the discord room and um, I would recommend you you check out the reboot. It's it's definitely worth watching. There, I think there's 20 episodes, so it's um, it's not a uh, something that's going to take you forever to get through. But uh, it it was enjoyable enough to keep my interest in the show. Um, if I were, and you really can't compare the Expanse to Lost in Space. They really are two different um, things entirely. I think that I probably enjoyed The Expanse a little bit more just because the story was so much more in-depth. I would consider Lost in Space more on a a family show. It's a little intense sometimes for for everyone, so I wouldn't really quite call it a family show, but but, um, it's a little... um, you have to you have to take everything with a little bit more grains of salt to uh, to get through Lost in Space, but I still enjoyed it, and I'm I'm able to um, if you explain the the rules of the setup of of that particular universe, I'm I'm able to sort of immerse myself. So I'm I'm looking forward to season three. Hopefully, there's a season three coming out. It seemed like they they left it where um, that was certainly possible. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, so I have five app picks today that I want to discuss with all of you and they are all basically completely different apps that I have sort of been using over the last six months to eight months and some of you may use these some of you may not this first app is actually a music app and if you are a professional musician uh, more and more it seems that that using uh, a tablet or an iPad is is becoming the norm and um the use of paper seems to slowly be going away and I cannot wait for the day that that um, no paper has to be used and um, we can all use digital music readers or PDF readers whatever you want to call them and um, most musicians on iOS use the app called Fourscore. now I've been researching that that app and it works pretty well um, and it's a very simple app that that you can use as a music reader. Uh, what I wanted uh, and, and researching these apps to be used on on iPad, I wanted a, sort of a backup plan just in case there was issues with with Fourscore. And so the first app that I'm going to talk about today is called Piascore. P I A S C O R E. It's a smart music score reader, and basically. You can use it for iPhone or, or iPad, and it's an application for browsing digital music scores. Uh, the concept is viewing um, musical score from everywhere, anywhere, anytime. So it really comes in handy if you have a lot of music that you are um, constantly working with. For instance, my group, we have well over 100 songs at this point in time. And... Um, their goal is to solve every problem that uh, music performers have encountered. Um, so you're not lugging scores of music. Um, you know, if you want to think about a hundred songs, that is a quite bulky folder. 
when it comes to um, you know a musician, whereas you can put it on a thin iPad and um, carry everything with you. So you can literally put as much music as your iPad can hold. Um, now, Pia Score is free in the App Store, and it's it's got a it offers in app purchases. Um, and the reason why I like this is because Fourscore, I believe now is over $10. Um, and so they both basically do the same thing. Pia score has a very elegant, um, setup where you can import music very easily, um, from Dropbox, Nextcloud, Google, Google drive, etc. And you can create a, um, uh, you can organize your scores, you can create set lists, you can download new music, and then more importantly, um, you can access your your music and not have any issues when it comes to, um, you know, the order you're performing in songs. Uh, you're not going to have any issues as far as um, jumping around in music or that type of thing. So it really does take care of a lot of, of things that most musicians will encounter by reading music. So if you are, um, let's say, someone who plays piano, you're also a conductor, or you may play some guitar at some point in time, you can organize the music uh, for all of those events. Then you can create set lists depending on what you're performing from from anything. It's a very easy tool to use uh, once you sort of understand how it works. So Pia Score is a great backup solution to Fourscore. I do think that Fourscore is the better option. Um, you you pay for it up front and everything works um, in in Fourscore right away. Pia Score um, it's got basic functionality and then you're gonna pay for basically everything else that Fourscore does um, in 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 app purchases. So great little backup tool for for anybody who uses um, iPads as a music score reader changing gears completely now um this app i have been i have to be honest i have not used a whole lot but i've kept it on my phone because i i think it's an important app that just about everybody really should have um it's not for musicians it's it's really for any anybody um if you have if you're interested in health and fitness or just kind of want to be aware of the products that you use and um, learning the ingredients and um, you want to really know how safe a product is that you're using. This app is called Think Dirty and Shop Clean. Uh, it's for iOS, you know, iPhone, iPad. Basically, you it's, it has the easy to use bar barcode scanner. Uh, you take a product, you scan the barcode, and then what it will do uh, and this is their advertisement. Um, it says our unbiased rating system gives you an easy to understand overview of the health impacts associated with a product and its ingredients. So they sort of have a, a zero to 10 scale where um, there are products that have not been rated. Um, zero to three would be insufficient data or known evidence that shows that these ingredients are harmful. Uh, four to seven, basically there's moderate concern that there's inconclusive evidence that shows that ingre ingredients might have some health impacts. And then um, eight to 10 is in red and it shows that there's strong evidence that some of these um, ingredients may have long-term health impacts. So um, it's basically the premise is it's unbiased and that, um, and I know that's hard to believe in coming from my opinion, but, um, when you scan a product, it'll give you 
every one of its ingredients in a nice color-coded fashion from green to red and uh, that 0 through 10 scale. And you can tap on any of the ingredients and it will tell you um, the health impacts of it. So it's the easiest way to learn about potentially toxic ingredients in your like personal care products or, um, you know, food sources, you know, whether it's soap you wash your hands with or mouthwash or anything like that, shampoo, it will, will show you, you know, what exactly it is that you're using and, um, will give you an easy to understand, um, sort of diagnostic of, of what's in there and maybe let you lean towards eventually buying safer products in the future. So um, Think Dirty is something that I would like to get more into as time goes on. I haven't used it a lot, but um, there are some really great reviews on the App Store. It's 4.8 stars on the App Store. App Store and um, the reading the reviews, a lot of people are, are really sort of excited about this. So uh, again, that's Think Dirty. And it's put out by um, the Think Dirty Incorporated. And um, I think it's ranked number 13 in health and fitness apps. So so it's, it is quite popular at this point. Okay, third app that I'm going to talk about today is probably an app that, that most people would not need. Um, unless you're traveling or unless you work in an area where uh, you're dealing with people from different places, many tourists, that type of thing. And uh, often people are speaking different languages. Um, there's a um, language barrier between people or maybe you yourself are traveling to another country. Uh, this is Say Hi Translate for iOS and it's a voice translator for everyone. The idea here is similar to Google Translate. Um, this app is absolutely fantastic. You do need internet uh, connectivity in order for it to use uh, it correctly, uh, but you instantly speak another language for free by saying um, using the Translate app, and you have a conversation in two languages. So basically there is, let's say you're, uh, translating from English to French. There are two microphone buttons. You push the English uh, mic and you speak and it will translate it to French. And then when the person that's speaking French wants to speak, they push the French microphone and they speak French. It translates it back to English. It's, uh, as far as I can tell, it's very accurate in uh, what I'm saying. Um, so it is a tool that would be useful for me in the summertime um, dealing with the the job that I have in the summer where there's a lot of people every day coming from all sorts of different places. Um, the, the drawback with it is obviously you need internet connection in order for it to, to do the translation. So if you're in a place that has no internet, um, you're going to, uh, you know, the, you're not going to have great results with it. Um, but say hi translate is it's it's um, the best translate app that I have ever used so um, it does have a very clean interface it's very simple to use and there's many languages uh, from English to Spanish to you know uh, French uh, French from France French Canadian um, 
anything you can uh, you can think of, at least anything I could think of, it w- was there. So uh, very awesome Translate app. And it would be fun for even students to use to practice speaking French and um, kind of going from there. So that's that. This next app, I think I have mentioned before, but has really become a powerful tool for me when it comes to connecting to various devices, whether it's a Raspberry Pi, whether it's um, my Linux machines or whatever. If I'm on the go, which I usually am, and um, let's say I wanted to um, connect to my IRLP node at school, or I wanted to make sure I ran some updates on my Raspberry Pi and I was away from from home. Um, The Terminus app for iOS is a fantastic terminal app where you can uh, connect to machines. You can, um, you know, basically do whatever you would normally do on your machine in the in the um, command line you can do here. So things like, you know, if you needed to update a machine, but you like my Raspberry Pi is running headless right now without a monitor, um, using Terminus, I can log into my Pi, I can run the updates, I can reboot it if I need to, and or do any maintenance on my NextCloud server that I have set up. So there are things that are very useful tools like autocomplete um, that, you know, uh, you you push a, a combination button um, on the keyboard on your phone or iPad, and um, autocomplete is there. You can also have uh, touch touch sensitive gestures that um, will do different things on your on the term, terminus as well. Uh, so it's got full support for Emacs and Vim for all those uh, who use that as well, and. I've been using this now for, oh God, probably three years or so, um, and maybe even longer at this point. Uh, the more that I, the more that I use it, the more I realize it's a powerful tool. Um, they even have syncing options now where, um, you can securely sync data across all your devices. So, uh, Terminus lets you organize your hosts into groups and the groups allow you to share settings and, each of your hosts can have its own separate preferences. And so all the data along with that is securely synced across all your devices, uses end-to-end encryption so that all your data remains safe and secure. So it's a super powerful tool for anybody who needs to connect into a machine uh, remotely um, and access a command line. So um, by far the best command line Uh, you know, terminal app for iOS. Um, Last app for today is a relatively new tool I'm using. Uh, In the past, I've used scanner apps for uh, iOS and they sort of did their job, um, but I was never really super satisfied with how well they worked. I came across uh, Scannable for Evernote recently and it really has um, had an impact on the, the things that I'm scanning. Uh, <clears throat> it's very quickly becoming my go-to scan app, scanning app and the reason for that is because it gets out of your way. You It will immediately find your document and snap a picture, saves you time and effort and then whatever file format you want it to be converted into let's say you wanted to convert it into a PDF, automatically is dropped in Evernote 
and it's ready to go. Um, I don't use Evernote a whole lot, but this this makes me use Evernote just because of how good the scanner app is. So Scannable is an app that partners with Evernote. If you're not used, used to Evernote, uh, it is free. You can download it in the App Store. Scannable is a companion app and really does a great job of, of finding your complete document very quickly and and uh, just taking a snapshot of it very clean scans and if you're in a well-lit area i would say that it um, competes with any major um, you know scanner that's actual hardware so um, definitely take a look at scannable if you've used scanner apps in the past and maybe not thrilled with them um I would suggest taking a look at it. At first, I wasn't thrilled about having to use Evernote with it, um, but then once everything is set up and the two apps are talking to each other, it really um, makes it very fast. And um, time is something that, for me, is 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 money. And so, if I can save myself time by um, eliminating like the minutia of of uh, something that doesn't work right or the way that I expect it to work. Um, it really then becomes high priority for me to use. So these things like scanning apps I never used before, this makes me, uh, if I need to scan something really quickly, then, um, it's, it's my go-to app now. So, all right, that's it for all of five iOS app picks today. Um, all of them I'm, I'm using more and more as, as time goes on. So Pia score, the digital music reader, think dirty and shop clean is the, um, health and fitness app about how to, um, know what is in your products that you're buying. Say hi, translate is the translation app, uh, for iOS that I suggest anybody use. Absolutely great. Terminus is the terminal program where you can connect remotely connect to machines, uh, SSH into the machines terminal and you can access the the you know and do anything from running updates to um, writing code whatever you'd like to do and the Evernote scannable app uh, scanner app for um, scanning documents or, or, or photos that type of thing so I'd like to do this more often I'd like to start researching some more iOS apps diving deep into um, that sort of the culture for a, for a while. So I'm going to do this on and off for a while. This is the third one that I have done. And I really like taking a look at this stuff. So I know a lot of people are using iPhones, iOS, and I know a lot of people that listen to this show are also Android users. So I try to understand that as well. I, th- I believe that the majority of these apps that I mentioned today are probably available on Android as well. So uh, just just keep that in mind. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week. I thank you all for listening. And if you could all do me a favor uh, before you're done listening to this podcast, think of a couple people that you would think that would like to enjoy this podcast and tell them about this podcast. Share this podcast for me with other people. Um, If you know iOS users, get them to to listen to the show. If you know Linux users, listen to the show. and if you have comments or feedback, you can 
email me at mrptechreviews at gmail.com. I'd also like to extend an invite to the Discord chat room. We have a lot of fun in that room. And um, as I mentioned in previous episodes, um, you know, we have general talk where anybody can um, basically say whatever they want, any topic that they want. We've got audiobook uh, suggestions, ham radio uh, chats. We've got the Podnuts uh, lug where we talk about Linux or anything related to Linux. Uh, the list goes on and on. It's 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 very active. There's a great group of people there that I enjoy checking in on uh, when I can. I've been super busy this last couple of weeks and um, there's just a whole lot of fun and and the people there that are constantly recommending things it's 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 a great go-to resource for anybody who is into technology into geek culture into um, computers whether it be mobile or otherwise um, it's just a fun place and I invite you to come check that out the more people we have um, the, the better. So check out our discord room. If you want to go to my website, mrptechreviews.com, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see the discord button and uh, that's how you're going to get into the room. It doesn't cost anything. It's free and just got to sign up for discord. Okay. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time.